<laughs> Hi, I'm Lex, and I'll be your host today. Welcome to the Oscar Central Podcast. I'm joined by a wonderful panel of our team. Um, Kenzie, how are you doing today? I'm great. I love our new host. I am excited for this episode. Awesome. Thank you. Jillian, how about you? I am doing amazing. We have Nina Haas wearing a suit to the Critics' Choice Awards. Icon. Wonderful. Nicole, how about you? I'm very good. I'm so excited after Kins and I have put in many, many hours of work on these award nominations to finally get to share them with everyone. That's so wonderful. And I, Lex Williams, am doing great, and I'm very excited for the premiere of The Last of Us tonight. Anyways, um, no, I'm kidding. Uh, Jacob, <laughs> you can take the reins back. I just was... No, I... We had a mutiny. So well. shell that, well, like, so we started recording, and there was the longest pause, and I was like, is he going to go? And you're like, is this me? And I'm like, buddy, it's been you. Well, I just... I didn't know because... Of course. So for everyone who's listening, we're doing the Oscar Central Awards today. Um, the nominations. We're just going to go through the nominations and basically react to them because only two people here know what they are. So, yeah, um, I guess, Kenzie, if you want to take it away, we can go ahead and get started and start rolling through them. Yes. Yes. So Nicole and I have been working very hard tallying these up. Um, our entire team. Um, not everyone could be here today. Critics' stories, a bunch of other things are going on. But um, we all voted, and Nicole and I put all the winners together, and they are thrilling. I'm so excited. Um, so I wanted to start off. We're just going to go through all of our categories. I think there's 35. Am I right, Nicole? I don't know. I think so. 35. I made a lot of uh, graphics for these that will be on our site soon. Um, But so we can kick it off with best debut directors. If it's anyone, it was their first directorial project. We have Mimi Cave for Fresh. Much to Nicole's. I'm so excited. And I swear to God, y'all, that was real. I did not make that happen myself. I voted for it, I think. Yeah. Uh, then we have Lila Nuber. I'm so sorry. For Causeway. Which I did not know was a debut until I was going to vote for these. Yeah. So mm-hmm. iconic. Um, then we have Domi Shi for Turning Red. Much too I'm thrilled. Lexus. Yes. <laughs> yep. And then um, this this category has one for everyone now that we're all looking at these. Um, then we have Charlotte Wells for After Sun, much to Jacob's pleasure. And Same everyone's. Everyone's. And everyone's. Yeah. Um, I am very sorry. I did not write down the pronunciation for this. And then to Jillian's pleasure, we have Nikito Juso for Nanny. And Jillian wrote a great review for Nanny, um, and it's mm-hmm. on Amazon Prime, so please watch. Which I also didn't realize was a debut until I read Jillian's mm-hmm. review, so wild. wild. I feel like really this year we've had so many debuts that didn't feel like debuts, and I'm also so excited to see how female-heavy uh, we made our director categories, both of them. Was, both the, of them. was the debut only females? All five. Mm-hmm. 
amazing. You love that. There's been, yeah, all these debut directorials that I've watched this year, like it, even like Joyland, I was like, whoa, this is like mm -hmm. so intense. And then it was like, oh, this is my first feature. And I'm like, what? Like, yeah. Have they there always some, good? <laughs> there were some other really good people who got nominated, but like didn't make it into the top five, like um, uh, Elegance Breton. Is that how you say it? Yeah. For the inspection, um, Graham Moore for outfit. Um, Which there were that being a debut is insane, mind blowing. <laughs> I didn't yeah. know that until I was voting and I was trying to figure out like who yeah. to do. Wild, wild. All right. So moving on to the screenplay categories because we're gonna save best director for later <laughs> in the podcast so we can build up to it. Uh, the nominees for best original screenplay are Decision to Leave. Uh, the Menu, there you go, Adriano. Um, tar, because of course we have our Tarfluencer. Tarfluencer. Uh, After Sun, and The Banshees of Inishirin, which okay. frankly Thrill is a great it. set of nominees. Real solid. Yeah. I, um, Where's the fable dance? You know, I don't even believe, I think there was one vote. Yeah. I think there was one vote. One vote for Fableman's? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Tar and After Sun had the most votes in this category from us. So iconic. One for Jacob, one for Jillian. <laughs> um, I love this category. And then somehow, I know everyone's saying it's weak, but adapted screenplay, I, we, we did it, Joe. We did it, Joe. We have great nominees here. We have She Said, All Quiet on the Western Front, Glass Onion, Bones and All, and Women Talking. And Women Talking, and, yeah. every single person voted for it. I'm really proud of our team for that. Yeah. yeah. I, I think this that. is a great set. Mm -hmm. It's so good. Okay. For Best Supporting Actress, another favorite category of mine. We have Janelle Monet for Glass Onion. We have Claire Foy for Women Talking. Hell yeah. We have, yeah. We have Stephanie Sue for Everything Everywhere All at Once. We have Carrie Condon for Banshees of Inishirin and Lashana Lynch for The Woman King. Leap, yes. I can't believe we did it. I'm so Lashana. excited. I'm so happy. Yeah. Oh my God. I love it. Okay. Best Supporting Actor. Another great bunch. Like, so good. So we have Kehi Kwan for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Barry Kyogen for Banshees of Inishirin. Ben Wishaw for Women Talking, Mark Rylance for Bones and All, and Brian Tyree Henry for Causeway. Honestly, a better set than the Oscars will have. It was literally <laughs> like the most ideal set, like ever. Um, sorry to the Fablemans. Uh, we have, and I, I do want to note actually that Paul Dano did get two nominations, but for two different films. Um, <laughs> he did get nominated for the Batman. Um, which frankly I thought rocked. Uh, so then we have best voice or motion capture performance. We have, of course, Ginny Slate for Marcel Deschel. We have Antonio Banderas for Puss in Boots: The Last Wish. We have Rosalie Chong. I think I'm saying that right for Turning Red. We have Gaten Matarazzo for My Father's Dragon. Hell yeah, Lexa Nice Child. <laughs> And we have Zoe Saldana for Avatar, The Way of Water. Zoe Rose Bryant, you're welcome. 
Hot Cricket was robbed. Hot Cricket. Hot Cricket did get some votes, but the the issue with Pinocchio is that there was no consensus, and there were like five actors mm-hmm. from Pinocchio nominated. I think I did think some... I nominated four of those, and then Antonio Banderas. Yeah, you did. <laughs> did some people nominate Tom Kenny for Pinocchio? In the four that Jacob nominated, was at least one Tom Kenny? Because I don't know. I don't Wait, think I so. No, I Can think we just I talk about how Antonio Banderas should be in the best actor conversation for his performance? <laughs> okay, also, so should the guy that's like the the villain. Um, what's his name? John Mulaney? No, the the <laughs> one. No, he just is a villain. The wolf? <laughs> the wolf, yeah. I don't even know who voices the wolf. I don't Can know, we... but he's scary. Can we fact check? Do we have a fact checker? <laughs> I think uh, Perito yeah, deserves whoever voices Perito. Okay. Um, I do just want to say John Mulaney got one vote for a different voice performance. Yeah. In Chippendale Rescue Rangers? Yes. Yes. That okay. per- that voice performance did work. That that I love Chippendale Rescue Rangers. <laughs> okay, wait. Can we just talk about that that is not one of the 10 people from Pinocchio that was listed? <laughs> Tom Kenny? Yeah, not on here. Listen, there, I just... okay. There could have been a five from Pinocchio. If yeah, more, if people had just picked. No, but I will say oh. next year. I think um, before the awards, we're gonna do some sort of like FYC thing internally, um, in hopes that this kind of thing doesn't happen, and maybe everyone can like rally around mm-hmm. certain things because this um, did happen in a couple of categories. I do have wolf updates. Uh, the wolf is played by the person who plays Pablo Escobar in Narcos. Oh my god. Wagner Mora. Oh yes. Oh my god. Star of the Gray Man. Okay. What's what's that? What's that? (laughs) That was such a great villain in that. I love when like a movie has like multiple villains. That's Mm -hmm. why Puss in Boots should be considered for best animated feature. Maybe best picture. Maybe best best picture. Best picture, best actor, <laughs> best supporting actor. Should have been inside the ensemble. last ten years. <laughs> I'll go that far. Okay. Um. This is a category for Sammy Fableman. Best youth <laughs> performance. Frankie Corio for After Sun, with the most votes. <laughs> with the most votes, As she should. Mm-hmm. And then um, Bella Ramsey for Catherine called Birdie. It's their night. It is their night. We're recording Incredible. the day of the last. Happy Bella Ramsey Day to all who celebrate. Truly. <laughs> Sadie Singh for The Whale. Jalen Hall for Till. And the Fableman himself, Gabriel LaBelle <laughs> for The Fablemans. Sammy, I, we got you. I do just want to <laughs> say I really love this category. I... I'm not the biggest fan of the whale and my problems with Sadie's character have nothing to do with Sadie. Um, but I love all the actors in this category. So yeah, I think it's a really talented set of actors that got nominated here and actors that I like, honestly foresee having long careers ahead of them. And yeah. so Frankie just got signed to the number two biggest agency. So she oh well done to Frankie. I think I think we need to talk about Jalen Hall more because he is fantastic yeah. until so and I good. I know that everyone's talking about Danielle Detweiler because they have to, but um he's he is so 
good and so charming. He's so charming. The scene with them before he's leaving and they're like, he's like packing and he's dancing. It's so good. He's, I know it's like crazy to talk about because he's like a child, but like he just has like that energy where like Mm -hmm. you're like, I don't know, he's so good at like the whole like when a kid is annoying you and driving you nuts, but you're like, oh my God, they're a kid. You can't get Mm -hmm. mad at them for being like, but I he's that's a really good call out because he is really great in it and it's like I don't know like he has a great screen presence with her and like she's clearly so talented that that says a lot mm-hmm. about him also that he can like carry keep up with her yeah like I could not I couldn't do it so and and one person who's not nominated but I have to shout out because she hasn't gotten nominated anywhere Vanessa Burkhart was mm-hmm. incredible in Cha Cha Real Smooth Absolutely. Uh, Our next category is another one that I really like that we put in, uh, which is best cameo or small role, because these are so fun. Yeah, and there's like five of mine were from Glass Onion. Yeah, and there's not a lot of things that that actually recognize this type of of casting and performance. Mm -hmm. And so what worked out really nicely is that we have three films represented in the five nominees, and all three films are movies that I think really excelled at casting in small roles and cameos and i'll go ahead and say the films are glass onion she said and babylon uh so the nominees are toby mcguire in babylon olivia wilde in babylon yes insane incredible ashley judd in italian sorry (laughs) ashley judd and she said ethan hawk in glass onion and the last one because they were so close and because they're in the same scene together we decided that we wanted to honor both of them, especially because uh, they both have passed within the last year. And it's Stephen Sondheim and Angela Lansbury in Glass Onion. Yes. Amazing scene. Um, it was very weird for, I know, Jacob and I, because we saw Glass Onion at TIFF before Angela Lansbury's death. And then like seen mm-hmm. again after that had happened, it yeah. was very weird. Because the Sondheim thing was already like sad enough because it's one of those things where it's like, in tick tick boom you get like some of the last words he spoke and then in this you see like the last time you'll see him on screen and so like putting both of those together was already so hard and then yeah seeing it that second time especially with someone who like probably everyone whose grandma grew up and loved um murder (laughs) she wrote you don't have to say grandma like i grew up (laughs) loving murder she wrote (laughs) i just grew up watching it at like five in the morning with her um (laughs) But yeah, it Mom was, was difficult. Murder, she wrote every single night. That's the only. I'm piece. just gonna say though, Judy Dench, do not go near Ryan Johnson because that man has had more last performances. On Wait, film. remember? Like, uh, remember our ghoul pool that we did not do? I know. We'll do it next time. Wait, year. <laughs> we didn't do the ghoul pool. We didn't. Wait, it's um, not too late. We just declared a January ghoul pool. I want to do the ghoul pool. Okay, um, if you're listening, don't ask about the ghoul pool. Don't ask ask about the ghoul pool. But basically, we should send that list to Ryan Johnson and be like, don't book any of these people. Or book these people. Send him your personal choices and be like, book them. Mm -hmm. Speaking of, can the Glass Onion um, Netflix or Twitter team get back to me? Thanks. Thanks. If you made it through to this a part of the episode um but i just want to shout out ashley judd is so good and she said she it um really like 
took me out of the movie in the best way by like showing me like the film and the filmmakers had the support of Ashley Judd and that like they didn't cast someone else as a like a celebrity to be in the movie and then like just I don't know her involvement just like really like makes you realize like the weight of what they did and I think they handled it in such a great way and it's like it does take you out of the movie for a minute, but, like, in a better way than, like, I think people are talking about, like, the Gwyneth Paltrow name drop because I feel like it just, like, really reiterates this is a real thing and, like, this is how – and it, it further helps me with, like, what I love about She Said that it's, like, this is a workplace issue and this happens to everyone and it's happening to these women, what is happening elsewhere – and I just like I don't know it and also made me like realize how much I missed seeing her on screen like I don't know she like she has like movie star energy even like I don't know the little bit that she's in this film and I love that we nominated her alongside um two people that really just like made my year Olivia Wilde screaming say one more word in Italian and I'll divorce you (laughs) um I took my work friends to see this movie last week and they died at her. They were like crying, laughing. Like, why is she so like funny? And then um, Toby Maguire sent everyone to space. Like, I I don't remember who said it, but that it's like his um, great Gatsby character, like post Gatsby. And like where the movie ends. This is him. This is what happened to Nick Carraway. I can't. This is this is what he did with the mansion. This is what he did with all the money. This is what happened to him after he came out of the therapy session. That was that entire. Yeah. Literally. Oh, so God. um love, 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 love. Um, so our next category is really exciting, also. It's best animal performance. And I do want to clarify there are CGI animals, but we, you know. We got to honor them too. They didn't mm. harm any animals in the making of their movies. So they used CGI animals. So I think the one that's closest to everyone's heart is Jenny the donkey from Banshees of Inisherin. And thank you to Colin Farrell for letting us know the donkey that played Jenny is alive and well. <laughs> um, the second one will make a few people here happy. The screaming goats from Thor, Love and Thunder. I don't know what that means, but Natalie Portman was there, so I know. <laughs> I know that they're CGI. I know they're CGI if she was involved. But they brought their A-game. But they brought their A-game. Another CGI one we gotta give some major love to. Gordy the Chimp from Nope. Um, misunderstood. Not the villain here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not the villain here. Um, another donkey. EO. The nine donkeys that play EO. Thank you for your service. The titular donkey. <laughs> the titular donkey. <laughs> and then finally, the elephant from Babylon. You you came in. You made an entrance. Um, <laughs> we shall never forget what you did to the camera. Thank you for your service. <laughs> and the next category is another one that I'm super excited about, uh, which is actor who showed the most range. So it's essentially actors who throughout the year had multiple projects that really showed off their skills. And the first one is probably no surprise. It's Colin Farrell for Banshees of Inisherin, After Yang, The Batman, and 13 Lives, because apparently the man does not stop working. Uh, the next is Miss Flo, Florence Pugh, for The Wonder, Don't Worry Darling, and Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. 
Then we have Anya Taylor-Joy for The Northman, Amsterdam, and The Menu, truly showing range. Then, of course, we have our girl, Lashana Lynch, for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, The Woman King, and Matilda the Musical, which I know is making Lex very happy. Yeah. The She's way doing a dance. if Lashana <laughs> didn't get nominated, I literally was sitting here with bated breath. If Lashana hadn't gotten nominated, <laughs> I would have resigned live on air. I've been like, well, it's been a good run. Bye. And our final one is the man, the myth, the legend, Mark Rylance for Bones and All, The Outfit, and The Phantom of the Open. We um, love you, Sully. Let's talk about, <laughs> there's two people here already confirmed to be double nominees with Oscar Central. Yeah. Where's um? Where's Andrea Rice? <laughs> <laughs> Quick recap. Oh, God. Rules. Quick. Do we'll, a recap. we'll leave a write-in for her. Yeah, she's got the write-in win. That- I finally watched um, 13 Lives and like, I don't know why. I feel like I like Colin Farrell in that better than what he's actually nominated for and everything else that he's better than the Banshees. But that was a, if people haven't seen that movie, I like weirdly really liked it. And I highly recommend to check that one out. If you want to complete your Colin Farrell 2022 marathon. Um. Yeah. And it's on Amazon Prime, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I think the only thing that hurts it is that the rescue, the documentary, was like a year ago. And like yeah. I think like that like hurts it, but it's like it's not bad. I just feel like it's like generic and that's what people don't like about it. But it's Ron Howard. What do you like what are you expecting? <laughs> like no offense. <laughs> kind of insane. It's like a very insane movie. Especially yeah. like weirdly it's a really good, even though I don't think it's weird. I think it plays better in a theater than streaming. Like, would I stream it? Probably not. But yeah. I went to a theater and I was like, wow, the sound design and the underwater stuff was really cool. Also, shout out to the billboard on, like, Burton Way and Lapeer that's been there since August. Um, you're hanging on beautifully for 13 Lives. It says now in theaters on it. So, good job. Um, our next category is very, very, very thrilling. It's best actress in a leading role. Um, I love all of these nominees so much. First off, we have Viola Davis for The Woman King. Hell then yeah. we have Danielle Deadweiler for Till. Then we have Kate Blanchett for Tar. Taylor Russell for Bones and All. And then we have Mia Goth for Pearls. And I have a problem. I like that. Kins has a prop for this, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Dan. Truly, I'm obsessed with this lineup. Poster. Oh my Can't god, yes. Taylor Russell. I love this lineup so much. Make this the Oscar five, please. Begging we you. also beat the genre bias, so congrats to us. We beat the genre bias. We have two horror movie actresses in. Um, yeah, I love this. I think they all give very different performances also, so mm-hmm. I really like that we like honored like five very different kind of performances and obviously mia goth just means the world to me thank you (laughs) thank you oscar central i feel like somehow in nominating mia goth we're also like avenging tony collette and lupita nyong'o so yes Mm -hmm. like for like when we weren't around we're like Mm -hmm. here you go we would have done it too we would have done it too we would have uh and then for best actor um, we have Colin Farrell for the Banshees of Inishirin, Diego Calva for Babylon, 
of course, Austin Butler for Elvis, Paul Mescal for After Sun, and Felix Kammerer for All Quiet on the Western Front. And Austin I am five, please. Obsessed mm. with this lineup. I love it. I was so I was much. worried about the After Sun Paul Mescal one, but Felix Kammerer getting in was amazing. Well, I just didn't know if that's what everyone would put on their list. He was like solidly in, okay. like yeah. not even cusp. Yeah. We're, we're a Paul friendly organization. <laughs> we're, we're, we're Paul Mescal friendly. If he's taking yeah. auditions for girlfriends, I know a few people <laughs> from Oscar Central who would apply. <laughs> I promise I won't leave him for Bo Burnham. What? Um, anyways. <laughs> but no, I really love this lineup and I'm so happy that Diego Calvo made it in too. And Diego Calvo is like up there. Yeah. Love, love. We did it, Joe. Um, I'm so excited I, to see who like wins this category because I think the thing is though for all of these nominees. Do you know who was barely in though? Is Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell. <laughs> yeah. It was a close one. <laughs> he slid in. <laughs> but um uh, honestly for all these nominees, I'm so pleased with them because I feel like anything could win in our actual votes and I'd be happy. And I think that they were worthy winners. So um yeah, I don't know who I'm gonna vote for. I have no oh, idea. I don't know who I, I'm going to I don't know. Either. I have no idea. I'm accepting bribes if any of those actors are listening. <laughs> yes, if Austin Butler would like to be comforted and campaign at the same time, <laughs> I am available. Um, I love this next category. It's Best Ensemble. It it has a surprise for everyone. Yes, it does. <laughs> um, so we kick off with this, probably this, one of the strongest ensembles, Women Talking. Then we have Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery, The Woman King, She Said, and then everybody's favorite movie of the year, Don't Worry Darling. (sighs) The fact that this got in is so endlessly funny to me. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were going to say The Fable Wins. I am pretty I was hoping we were gonna me say too. Bodies, I was bodies, worried. Bodies. I was like, again, I, 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 I Jacob and I are the only people that vote bodies, bodies, bodies. The best ensemble of the year, a true ensemble. We really said, aside from our king Ryan Johnson, we like ensembles directed by women. Truly, we were like, like after <laughs> I voted, I was like, oh my gosh, there are so many other choices that I came up with in my mind. It's really hard. And the animal one, I was like, I got to vote again. (laughs) It's really hard with the ensemble films because I feel like a lot of them came out like before September. And I feel like you kind of forget about them once you get into award season. Like it has nothing to do with the movie. It's just like you kind of like move forward. And then I'm really proud that we nominated all movies that are like true ensemble films that have like an actual ensemble not, 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 not four not, not actors. actors yeah yeah <laughs> not, not like we like these four ensemble. <laughs> all right but then, i just realized harry styles is an oscar central nominee oh my god you know who else is though <laughs> chris pine, chris pine. <laughs> give him we'll give him a duck for his award um so then moving into the tech categories for best sound, we have Elvis, All Quiet on the Western Front, Top Gun Maverick, Bones and All, and Don't Worry Darling. And I am obsessed with this because it really represents five very different uses of sound in film. And you've got sort of the the traditional like music film, the war movie, but then also 
I mean, bones and all getting in here means everything to me. <laughs> I love that bones and all is here. It is a really great use of sound. And then I love that um, Don't Worry Darling's here because I don't think people realize how cool the sound is in this movie. Um, mm-hmm. I understand people are not like high on the movie, but there's like little whispers throughout the movie that is like dialogue from like earlier scenes. And I think that's really, really cool. And I don't know, it's really impressive work. And the fact um, that sound like plays a role in the film. I'm I think all about really cool. movies that utilize their tech part as part of the story and Mm -hmm. best score is one of the best ways to do that that was such a good transition (laughs) I am so (laughs) impressed with myself um so our nominees for best score are all quiet on the western front women talking bones and all babylon and don't worry darling I'm so happy that we got a Resner and Ross in like me too because i'm not that high on empire of light but the score is beautiful slaps <laughs> and so does bones and all i listen to bones and all like every day but that's besides the point but the all quiet <laughs> score like everybody who saw it at tiff nicole jacob yeah. walks out they're like holy shit that score damn bear holy shit that score every person i know that left that movie was like holy shit that score and i was like you know what by the time I hear it, it's not going to hold up. And I don't know what you guys are going on and about. And then I <laughs> go to my second home that will become Jillian's second home also. The, we should take we should take Nicole and Lex and Anna to the Netflix theater. Oh, my God. Wait, um, please. <laughs> we'll be the only three people there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, the second, the first, like, note drops of the score, I was like, holy shit, that score. Um, yeah. Just truly the best score of the year there's and then like women talking um makes me cry on cue so if you're ever like i need to cry in like a meeting to get out of it or whatever just drop the women talking i thought you were gonna be like if you ever need to make me cry and it was like no no no. if you're like i need to get out of this i'm gonna cry (laughs) so i can leave women talking score it's right there it's right there awesome and then for best original song, I'm so happy with this lineup. We have, of course, Not You, Not You from RRR. We have Lift Me Up from Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Vegas from Elvis. Hold My Hand from Top Gun Maverick. And With You All the Time from Don't Worry Darling. <laughs> Don't Not worry, Carolina? No. <laughs> Can we talk about Don't Worry Darling? Is maybe no, one of like... our most nominated films. But like if you watch, if you watched, um, the only thing I would have been about where the crowd ads sang because I did movie. The best thing about that movie is like when you get to the end, and I'm not gonna spoil it. And then the whole like <laughs> just you can spoil it. I'm not gonna spoil it. The whole big reveal, <laughs> and then immediately it goes to playing Carolina. I was like, wow, this is this is movies. This is it's a movie movie. Like if, movie if movie. I listened to it on my own, I'd be like, oh, okay. Like this is an extra track, like folklore, <laughs> like the way. Amazing. Um, I was thinking maybe we could watch that when Nicole, Lex, and Hannah are here because it's on Wait. Netflix. Yes. And, and I know the guy I, from the triangle of sadness is the evil guy in it. I mean, I love, oh, love. incredible. Um, yeah, I haven't seen it, but the ending 
someone told it to me because I was like curious about it and um it's literally like OJ did I do it like if I did it how would I do it like what like <laughs> okay I don't know um but yeah, yeah we had some surprising misses here and I will say to make uh Lex feel better there were a couple of songs that were very close and what is the one from Turning Red Nobody Like You was it was super six. close. It was yeah. six. I'm not going to lie to you. It was six. It's really yeah. sad. Um, Where is apartment for sale? You know, it was on a ballot. <laughs> we should have just put it in. We should have. <laughs> but I did want to like put in um, Vegas. Like I'm really happy. Like Vegas was one of the top. Bo- it was the top vote getter, which yeah. is exciting because I do think it is a song that transcended the film itself. Mm-hmm. That is a great original song to be able to do that because being used well in the film being used well outside of the film great um and I'm my sister say that, I think knows all the words <laughs> truly it's so good um but I do want to say I'm a little monster not a house of Gucci <laughs> little monster but um terrible song <laughs> I just I don't get it um but what I do get is a movie that uses music very well throughout the film and we added a beautiful category i think best use of music um so just a movie that utilizes music very well um we have a little bit for everyone here we have fresh which you can all envision That's for me and ricky in your mind <laughs> yeah. um we have do revenge which i absolutely love and i think that's one for everyone moon age daydream Beautiful movie, beautiful use of music. Elvis, beautiful use of music. I had never heard Suspicious Minds in my goddamn life. Now, one of my <laughs> top top songs of all time. You, you never what heard you, the song Suspicious Minds? I don't know. Minds? I what? probably did. I'm not an Elvis You had really. never paid attention to the song Suspicious yeah, Minds. Yeah, I don't know. Now it's one of the best songs ever written in history. I don't know. Can I share an embarrassing story around Suspicious Minds? Um, let me list the last nominations. List the last nominations first. Yes, do that. Sorry. One for everyone. I, and this is a painful one. I just gotta say, like, it's a fucked up nomination. After Sun. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. Beautiful, well, but also the worst. I'll let, I'll let like, Lex be first. <laughs> no, I was just gonna say that scene, because I know why it's that one scene Yeah, with the uh, under pressure. And well, it. yeah, when you, when you as a movie were, like, take a song and you're like okay any movie that uses this song now will be like not as good as this you kind of have yeah. to be in um but have you about... heard that song in the heartbreak kid with ben stiller <laughs> like whenever i hear that song i think of the scene where he's running into the ocean because he needs to go find the girl wait can we talk about when i saw the heartbreak kid with ben stiller i was like oh i'm going to see a movie and my dad was like what movie and i was like the heartbreak kid he was like what it's in theaters and i was like yeah he had no idea it was a remake. Like, he had no idea I <laughs> the original in theaters. It was so funny. Oh my god! But um, before Lex goes on about suspicious minds, I just gotta say, no, I changed what... my mind. I don't want to share that story. I thought about it. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> it could be like a deep cut of Oscar Central <laughs> Patreon. Um, <laughs> but what a year for David Bowie. Um, there's a David Bowie track in After Sun. There's a David Bowie track. Um, in Top Gun Maverick. There's a David Bowie track and in Glass like, Onion. Glass Onion. There's a David there's an there's a David Bowie track in something really sad. I can't remember. 
don't know. And then obviously Moon Age Daydream. Just like a, a year for David Bowie. Like I think I... story. We were watching the Miley Cyrus New Year's Eve and David Byrne was on stage singing a song with Miley Cyrus and my sister, my 31-year-old sister thought that was David Bowie and did not realize that. (gasps) And I said, do you know that David Bowie is like gone? And she, that was the first time she heard of the snows, but. Oh my God. David Bowie. (laughs) Wow. Okay. I, you know what? I'll, I'll give it a slide, but please watch, um, what is it? American Utopia. Hmm. Yeah. Um, one it was literally like my number 11 last year it is such a beautiful like I'm sure watching it in real life is amazing but what Spike Lee did is just astounding and just I I love I love bringing that up for no fucking reason Iconic. <laughs> Iconic. um all right moving us on I'm very excited that it fell to me to share this category I literally was just thinking like it's amazing that we timed it this way we did not do this on purpose but I'm thrilled uh best costume design my favorite category the nominees are the woman king which got in I think unanimously every single person um Elvis Black Panther Wakanda Forever Glass Onion, and Don't Worry, Darling. Who who did not vote for Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris? Who did not vote for Bodies, Bodies, Bodies? Lex, I think the <laughs> issue is that most people didn't see it. Didn't see Mrs. Harris it Goes is to Paris. Now, Mrs. Harris not, Goes to Paris is now streaming on Peacock. You're welcome. Yeah. They don't I voted for it, Lex. Thank I put you, it Jillian. I saw Thank it twice. Know. I have the poster. I'm really rooting for it. Wait, that me was too. me and Thank Jillian's you. first movie date. Their first movie. Oh. Go to Paris. It was like us. It was that. like a focused feature screening. And Everyone it was like us. The books. Everyone was like 85 years old except <laughs> You know what? Um, I recently rewatched that with my mom. One of the gems, the hidden gems of 2022. Lucas great- Bravo. Lucas Bravo. <sighs> I, I will Isaac. say though, it is being made into a series with the other Mrs. Harris books by we Paul Delgado. We could have put it in best. So, um, um, I know franchise best franchise film. film. But what I'm saying is, we're gonna have more opportunities in the future, so we won't fail it next time. Next time we'll do a big FYC. Yeah. Um, I also am stoked to get this category, <laughs> best production design. I love good production design category, and ours is very good something for everyone we have glass onion for the titular glass onion production um babylon for their great use of the ace theater downtown um elvis for Catherine martin's beautiful recreation of graceland in australia are you kidding just and then we have the woman king beautiful beautiful work feels like a big film i'm not sure where they filmed that even does anybody know? Top of their head. I don't know. Jacob, you're our can, researcher. Yeah. Yeah. And our final nomination honestly had the second most votes in this category. Don't worry, darling. For our Ooh. friend of the site, Emma, Palm Springs representation. But yeah. um, really great production design. It I want to live in all those houses. So you did it, uh, Joe. It was shot in South Africa. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> 
What does it say? What year it was shot? Um, it was, was it a, definitely was it a COVID. It was a South COVID Africa, production. Ghana and uh, Benin. It was it was shot during COVID. I know because whenever I interviewed the writer for Awards Watch, she told me that she got to set to like be on set and like days later everything November oh November 2021 and there was a five month shoot wow yeah. um that's like one of those movies like I feel like Elvis and Babylon where you watch it and you're like this was shot during COVID it just feels very yeah. big so major props to the production design team uh so one of the things that we did in these awards was we decided to split up into two categories. We have best hair and makeup, and then we have best prosthetics as a separate award so that, you know, we are able to honor like normal hair and makeup sort of in, in films. So the nominees for best hair and makeup are Everything Everywhere All at Once, Glass Onion, Elvis, The Woman King, and Don't Worry Darling. Um, this is a great lineup, and I am so stoked Everything Everywhere and The Woman King got in here, despite not being Oscar shortlisted, because we don't care. Um, <laughs> but Don't Worry Darling has great hair and makeup. Like, I don't think people talk about it enough. Um, it's so good. And Elvis, I love, because, I'm sorry, there is a clip of Austin Butler putting the eyeliner on um olivia dijon and it lives rent free in my motherfucking mind but priscilla's makeup looks are really iconic and i feel like a lot of girls went through like a phase of like 60s 70s makeup had a very big like priscilla (laughs) presley yeah it was it was a time so i love that like i feel like this nomination is the priscilla hair and makeup nomination so I love it. Um, and I'm really glad we separated prosthetics and from regular hair and makeup because our prosthetics nominations are also really exciting. So for best prosthetics, we have the whale, the Batman, Elvis. I love it being in both categories. All <laughs> Quiet on the Western Front, which we learned today was a four-person makeup team. So my God. And X. We did it, Joe. We did it. <laughs> if you have not seen, if you're not a horror girly like Nicole, I know you're not. Um, the prosthetic work turning Mia Goth into a like 80 year old woman, it's absolutely insane. You don't realize it until you're the movie's over. I like, oh my God. I didn't even know until like I went home and I was like Googling Pearl and I was like, what are we doing here? Just truly astounding work. But all of these nominees, except for like one are just astounding beautiful chef's kiss great work great i'm work. really happy that the batman got in here yeah colin frail just like racking up nominations with us between like yeah. jenny the donkey his prosthetics <laughs> team <laughs> and paul daniel are really the men of the year for the wrong <laughs> films <laughs> oh man our next category is best cinematography and our nominees are leading the whole pack, Bones and All, and then After Sun, The Banshees of Inishirin, Tar, and Avatar, The Way of Water. Avatar. <laughs> I really love that because I feel like a lot of, obviously I'm a big Tar fan, I feel like a lot of the little elements of Tar, like the crafts, mm-hmm. are getting underlooked because they are so subtle, but I feel like specifically the editing 
and the cinematography are such a big part of the overall narrative of what you go into so I love that we represented that not not to spoil things Jillian but hold on like two seconds and (laughs) you'll be happy again (laughs) yeah I I agree I feel like the cinematography in Tar is really outstanding and I think that like Tar is a good use of a film where it's dark but you can see everything that is happening and um you know like the way they captured it it's like it really sets the mood and Mm -hmm. I don't know like that is what really like drew me in and I feel like it's a great pairing of DP and director like it really like just works so well and I love that we included bones and all every still of bones and all is something you could hang on your wall art yeah and I don't think that happens that often and obviously after sun sun. let's talk about after after sun um what the, way, the way they make you want to go to this resort that is cl- or like hotel that is clearly not like five stars like I'm yeah. like but you want I want to go there so props to them props to them and Banshees of Manishir and my friend saw it before it premiered at Venice and was like the cinematography is all you'll ever talk about and I completely agree it's my favorite part of the film it's beautiful after I watched it with my parents my mom was like I love the cinematography in this movie and I was like okay mom you're like you know (laughs) what that is I was like nice well done Sherry (laughs) iconic her all right Glenn Powell oh my god my mother Glenn Powell's number one fan um (laughs) but yeah I was also like thrilled to see Avatar finally showing up <laughs> I okay, it's really funny that me and Jillian have almost spent 24 hours on Pandora and <laughs> it's like shown up t- once. Like, what it's coming we- again, it's fine. <laughs> no, twice because it's in bust uh motion capture performance. Oh, yeah, that's true. But we all know why I'd done the nominations before I saw Avatar again with Jillian and Zoe Rose Bryant that um, someone else would have been nominated. <laughs> 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 oh, god. All right. Uh, am I next? Or yes, I think you are. Okay. Right? Yeah. I don't I don't know. Um we have another category for Avatar, perhaps. Best visual <laughs> effects. Do we think perhaps. Avatar made it then? Um I think it unanimously did. Unanimously. <laughs> <did> not. Unanimously. <laughs> Avatar Those are real blue water. people. <laughs> um Avatar the Way of Water. Everything everywhere all at once. All quiet on the Western Front with a $20 million budget. You did this. I just am shook Alina. The Batman. And we did it. We did it. Nope. Yes. We did it. Um, for Jean Jacket. We did it. Um, <laughs> absolutely beautiful. Beautiful. I am not a big visual effects girly, so I'm not aware of what is um the big one, obviously Avatar, but when I found out the All Quiet budget and I watched the little featurette on YouTube, absolutely blown away. I don't know how they did it. Um, insane. The Batman is a really good use of special effects because I feel like it's hard to tell what was real and what was like practical. And I love that. And then everything everywhere. I love the story of how they did the visual effects. So I'm really happy to see it represented. Yeah. Plus, I love that um, in that big montage shot, you see the uh the shot of Michelle Yeoh and them doing on the visual Zoom? effects on yeah. Zoom. I think that's so funny. <laughs> so cool. A five yeah. person team. Yeah, I Amazing. I just 
it's the same thing with like all quiet just like the smaller team mm-hmm. to see what they mm-hmm. did and how they stretched a budget like that matters more to me than like a 50 like I don't know like that's what I find fascinating yeah. mm-hmm. especially like from what I've heard at least everything everywhere they were kind of like learning it as they went <laughs> on set and I think that's so cool like I don't know like because this is a huge movie now and that must be so frightening but at the same time it holds up so yeah you did it (laughs) (laughs) love our next our next category is best film editing and Jillian as promised the nominees are Tar Bones and All Elvis Everything Everywhere All at Once and After Sun. And I am so thrilled that After Sun got in here because I think the way that they sort of blend timelines and ideas of what is memory and what is actually having happened in the past timeline is so brilliant. And some of that is on the editing work. So I think this is a really nice lineup. Beautiful lineup. Um, I like that there's like showy editing and then like you're saying like subtle editing. And we were talking about this earlier. I love films that integrate their storytelling and their plot into their text and after sun definitely does but so does bones and all bones and all Mm -hmm. has really sharp crisp crunchy editing and happy to see it represented crunchy i'm dead (laughs) with editing you think of like montage and like i love damien chazelle's montages like i feel like he's really one of the few people that gets it right but like i feel like we got so many films this year where like you could really tell how the editing really plays into the narrative and like you as the audience member have to work for, you know, the final conclusion, which you see in After Sun and Tar. And mm-hmm. I love that like that is being more represented here. And I was sad to see like a lot of it not being represented on the Oscar shortlist. Our montage movie is Elvis. Because <laughs> <laughs> the whole movie is a montage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um our next category is something the Oscars should add, which is best stunt work. So we have RRR, Top Gun Maverick, Black Panther Wakanda Forever, The Woman King, and finally, The Northmen. Some, which I know Adriana will be so excited to see. Yes, some egghead representation. Um, but I do, I was lower on The Northman when I first saw it, and I've grown on it since. It's currently streaming on Peacock if you are wanting to rewatch. Um, the stunt work is great, and I love all the photos of Alexander Skarsgård with his stunt double with their glorious wigs. Iconic. I also uh, am thrilled that we nominated Top Gun Maverick here because we all know that uh, Tom Cruise is going to kill himself one day trying to get these these this recognition for stunts um is it gonna be dead reckoning part two maybe um but no actually like i not to not to like flex on this but i interviewed the uh flight coordinator for devotion and he also was a flight coordinator on top gun maverick and hearing how much on both films was done practically and and was actually done like in the air um is just insane and the fact that like they had to teach a lot of these men to fly planes not glenn powell because he already had a pilot's license um because he's everything um but it's is really impressive and i think that like it really does have some of the best stunt work of the year especially because it's such a different type of stunt work than the rest of these films that we've nominated and i'm so happy that rrr got in here because obviously like it has really cool stunt work in it and um it's really nice to see it get recognized in in a category like this 
Yeah, I agree. RRR is like a thrilling watch and I'm happy like the stunt work was recognized. Uh, speaking of, the, the nominees for Best International Film are Decision to Leave, All Quiet on the Western Front, RRR, Argentina 1985, the Golden Globe winner, and St. Omer. I'm so happy St. Omer got in. Jillian, how do you feel about these? <laughs> I'm so happy for St. Omer. I just feel like it's so interesting to watch all everything that's um, a contender, I would say, especially that short list, and then kind of see like what different groups are putting as the final like list. And I can tell that people did not do their homework of trying to watch all the international features, which is sad because I feel like there's like so many ones that are like under the radar. I don't have the same budgets as like decision to leave. Well, I feel like decision to leave deserves to be there, but like something like Amazon, Argentina, nineteen eighty five. Not that it's bad, but it's like I don't know. But very happy for Saint Omer. It's been a great year for international film, um, especially by female filmmakers and a lot of the Middle East and Africa. Um, that I can't wait to see what we get for you know the final Oscars, but this is a great category. Justice for EO. Like, <laughs> what happened to EO? And, it didn't um, go through nine donkeys for it to not be. Yeah. Yes. And he's in our animal category, so why is he not here? Um, <laughs> and I don't know. I really thought Return to Soul would get in. I I highly recommend if you haven't watched that, 10 out of yeah, 10. Is it um, streaming I, anywhere yet? I don't no. think okay. so, but yeah. I, I email Sony. Be... They'll give you a screener. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was really shocked to learn. Um, what is her name? Ah, uh, sorry. Park Jim Jimin. No, yeah, that is her first role. That's her first role. I, because I was like googling her after literally one category, like one listing on her IMDb. Insane, absolutely insane. Um, but yeah, I really loved Return to Soul and I really thought it was gonna show up here. Um, but I I I'm happy for like RRR, obviously San Romero, and All Quiet is one of the best movies of the year and Decision to Leave also, but I would have loved to spread the wealth a little bit. Um the way this is turning out is so funny because Nicole's gonna present a category she's not a fan of <laughs> i'm screaming um so our next category is best animated film so we have marcel the shell with shoes on guillermo del toro's pinocchio turning red puss in boots the last wish and my father's dragon and funny I'm story so funny yeah. story the person the only movie that had unanimous votes is puss in boots the last wish <laughs> <laughs> It also bears sharing that My Father's Dragon did, in fact, get in fair and square. I had joked that if it didn't, I was going to cheat its way. <laughs> I, uh, I'm glad it to see did it. did get the votes it needed. Yeah. Like, I really, really loved that movie. And I know that no matter what, like, Pinocchio is getting animated yeah, feature. Sir. So yeah. for funsies... Just to make me happy if they want to throw it an Oscar nomination, because it's not going to win no matter what. Um, but it is a vastly underrated um, animated film from last year, I think. I love that movie. 
it's on Netflix if you've not watched it yet. It is so lovely and heartwarming and the animation style is exactly what I love. It's so beautiful. And it's got Gaten Matarazzo and um, who is it? Is it Jacob Tremblay? Yeah. So two of our greatest young talents. Um, highly I don't know I saw that picture of Jacob Tremblay driving and I was like what am I looking at here he they let they let kids behind the wheel these days yeah it's crazy (laughs) I cannot believe you get to um in a strange turn of events you might even call it horrific I will be presenting the nominees for best horror film sorry Kinsey (laughs) the nominees are bodies 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 barbarian Pearl, X, and Bones and All. I'm just saying, next time I am giving a list of movies that are horror <laughs> films because there are a few movies here that are not horror films. Um, that is my speech. But Barbarian, beautiful nomination. Beautiful. X, beautiful nomination. I do love every movie on this list. It's just they're not horror films. Justice for I, Speak No Evil. I nominated Bodies, 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 I remember, but I don't think it's really a horror film. I feel like it's a thriller, this, but I don't think it's a horror film. It's a Honestly, on the upper middle class. Yeah. I feel like this category really became like horror slash thriller, um, which is maybe just what we should retitle it next year. Which no, even Pearl, no. I think, is more we, of a thriller. Like, it's just very well, violent, but it's not, like, jump scary. Pearl mm-hmm. has horror elements of it. Like, its story is horror, but it's just yeah. not, like, a jump scare movie, which is fine. X mm-hmm. and Barbarian, straight horror. But it's, like, mm-hmm. where is Speak No Evil? Where is Speak No Evil? Like, if you know, you know. But, like, I think the problem is I'm the only horror person here. Yeah, and- it's true. You're the only, like, hardcore horror person on the team, I think. Yeah, I, you know, but, like, this could be a best picture lineup for me, truly, (laughs) if we're being honest. I do really like that both Pearl and X got in. Like, okay, because next year, Maxine will get in. Next year, Maxine (laughs) will get in. I love. And then maybe it can get into best franchise film. Um, (laughs) It should. It should. Beautiful trilogy in route. Um, our next category is best documentary, and we have some cool nominees. We have the ineligible Goodnight Oppie for the Oscar, <laughs> All the Beauty and the Bloodshed, Selena Gomez, My Mind and Me, Moon Age Daydream, and Fire of Love. Best this is lineup a- of films I've ever heard of. I was about to say, this is such Lex. a Lex-friendly lineup. <laughs> that could be the best picture lineup. Wait, that's that's, that's so my funny. best picture lineup. The documentary lineup this year is so good, and it's like the most interesting race, I think, because it keeps switching at every single like precursor they've had. I'm and telling you, I'm so telling funny. you, I have this sickening feeling that Fire of Love misses. Forget best picture; it's best documentary. I I, I have a more sneaking suspicion that Fire Love's not going to get it. I think it's 100% getting nominated, I but it, yeah. I, I don't think it's going to get the win. I think it's going to go to All the Beauty and the Bloodshed, and then, I don't know, I feel like All That Breathes is having a moment right now. I, I... could see Fire of Love missing the nomination mm-hmm. in the same, it feels like every year it happens, there's yep. a feel-good, popular documentary that somehow doesn't make it. 
And everybody and, thinks it's Goodnight Oppie, but I don't think that's it. I yeah. it's like Goodnight Oppie missed the shortlist, but I But I don't think that's the only snub. I don't yeah. think that's the only snub. And my other thing is I don't think all the Beauty and the Bloodshed wins because they never give it to the populace consensus. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. is like the critical, even though they're all yeah. picking differently, all the Beauty and the Bloodshed, even if it doesn't win a critics group, it's like a runner up. And mm-hmm. I feel like that makes it like a default choice and the default never wins. But that's like Jillian is saying that this race is always the most thrilling because you never know. What really don't know what's happening. Happen. I feel like they, yeah, they never really go. F- like there's always that one where I think it's like definitely this year fire of love where it's like, oh, it's so obvious. But like the documentary people, they like just <laughs> switch it up on you and they're like, let's yeah. get to was my octopus teacher. Wasn't that? A documentary. That yeah, yeah that yeah. Like, let's like, give it to my octopus teacher, even though that was not the front runner. That was the year mm-hmm. that Dick Johnson missed, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I and think then, so. Like it's Should've like won. the same thing where it's like the won't you be my neighbor? Like the yeah, Jane. Oh, that was so Jane. Good. Jane. Like it's just I don't know, it's every year. It's yeah. Great. I will also highlight while we're talking about this that we have a review of Goodnight Oppie coming to the site. Very soon, my little sister Hannah making her Oscar Central debut. I think if that one got in, because Amazon obviously has the money to do that. Like, that's why I was so shocked that it wasn't shortlisted. Because I'm it's like, also such a good yeah. doc. Yeah, it's a great <laughs> doc. And I was like, if that would get in, that would be the documentary. Yeah. Where it wasn't really the popular one or like the forerunner. But I feel like I yeah. could see something ahead of Fire of Love. But now I'm like, I don't know. All right, we are coming towards the end. We only have a few more categories. Uh, it feels right that this one fell to me, Kenzie. It um, does. Our next category is best franchise film. I wanted a place that we could recognize, uh, you know, some of the films that maybe weren't going to make it into our picture lineup. Um, are and and the rule here was that it had to be a sequel or a, a part of a franchise in some way. Um, and the nominees are Glass Onion. Avatar, The Way of Water, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, and Top Gun Maverick. And I think this is such a good lineup. And notably, there's like three of them that I think are actually better films than their predecessors, which you'll love to see. Um, I just got to say, I submitted X and Pearl, and I was the only vote. no one it's okay maxine next year maxine next year it's fine um i'm pretty sure the only movie i submitted was avatar (laughs) i don't think any movie i submitted other than avatar got in but i i do agree with puss and boots puss and boots slaps oh i guess i didn't put glass onion i was the only vote like yeah, was you were the only person out. not to put glass on anything. Yeah. And I was making this list. I was like, what are the, I like blinked on any franchise that has ever come out. And I was like, I cannot think of. Well, I did too. It was like a Billy Eichner name of like, name a woman. I was like, ah. I was like, I was like, I think I put Thor Love and Thunder just because. You like, did? Okay. I'm surprised that the Batman didn't make it onto our list. Um, Is the Batman a franchise film? Yeah, because it's a what DC. The fuck? So I couldn't, I could have put it. Yeah. I mean, it's not a franchise yet. 
We don't. But know. it's part of it's part of yeah, the DC. It's part of we, DC. But like so. we don't we don't know yet what is going to happen under James Gunn. Like it'll it, probably it, it is franchise property. So well, I, it's I DC. It so I'm not accepting unless the movie comes out. I am furious. Like we should redo this category. <laughs> I could have put Robert Pattinson. Yeah, maybe next year there'll be some of these categories that will give you a short list. Just Robert um, Pattinson. Barbie. <laughs> no, I don't want Barbie to be a franchise. <laughs> what could Tar be a franchise if they're doing the short at the Berlin Film Festival? Does that yes. count? Yeah, the short would be eligible. <laughs> Okay, so it's coming, out, original short. it's coming out in 2023, so therefore... Oddfield can get your Oscar in 2024. Yes. If he doesn't get it this year. In yeah, 2020, yeah. in the Oscar Central Awards 2025, I'll nominate A Quiet Place, whatever the no. title. No. Yes, I will. No. Yes, I will. Yes, I will. We do not recognize yes, I will. that evil man. We when next year not... becomes the Barbie Oppenheimer Awards... Wait, we should figure out a way to um, give them something, you know? Barbie, Oppenheimer, <laughs> SmackDown? Like celebrity. Um... And Greta Gerwig need to come onto the podcast to argue their points. <laughs> <laughs> you know who would win, right? We know who would win. Yeah. It would be Greta Gerwig. Obviously. I... With this crowd? Obviously. <laughs> I am just like blown away i could have put the batman um i'm shook but it's okay these are these are good nominees so speaking of being upset films that made (laughs) me cry the most is our next category and it's a depressing list um obviously we have after sun i don't think any of us have any objection to crying no nicole do i have any objection to crying during after sun i don't i don't think you cried at all what are you talking about (laughs) (laughs) Then we have Everything Everywhere All at Once, Hill, She Said, and Women Talking. And I sat next to Ricky while watching Women Talking, and he can confirm the sobbing. The sobbing. I, I also would like to thank the men of Oscar Central for filling out a full ballot, all, all of them, for five uh, nominees for film that made me cry the most. Thank you. Bless you. For this, this show of untoxic masculinity. <laughs> Truly. I... Yeah, Till um, will never watch again strictly because of the way it made me cry. So it makes sense. She said, made me cry. I did not cry watching Everything Everywhere, but I I understand it. I understand. I cried in one place in that movie, and I don't think it's the one I was meant to cry in, but I cried at the Bronx. (laughs) I do like that. I cried at the Bronx, too. Yeah. Okay, there we go. That was the only part I cried. Same. (laughs) Yeah. I love that I'm like, I didn't cry, and everyone else is like, I cried at this exact scene, and everyone's like, me too. Okay, yeah, but I'm like, I cried not in, like, the normal part of the movie. I cried at some rocks. I feel like the movie that made me cry the most that was not mentioned was Joyland. And mm. that entire theater could have been submerged with how many tears <laughs> were from the audience. Um, I keep thinking that the next time I see Avatar The Way of Water, I won't cry again. And I keep crying. You know what? Uh, if I had seen it a second time to confirm I cried like a baby. Um, yeah. Yes. The wailing. 
Absolutely. More like Avatar, the way of my tears. Yeah, um, truly. The fact truly. the water is made up of the audience's tears. It's not even <laughs> <laughs> the fact that like there's people that are like, I watched this movie and I felt nothing. I'm like, I get it. But like, you can't tell me you didn't feel anything with the, like just the whale the part. Tulkoon. I don't care if you didn't think about <laughs> the Sully's, but I'm like the whales. If you don't care about the the Navi, that's one thing. But if, yeah, if when that Tolkien gets killed, you're not like I'm like that's a little suspicious. That's you know suspicious. what movie made me that's crawl weird. cry my eyes out, and I knew it wouldn't get nominated, and I might have put it on my ballot. I don't remember. Cried my eyes out during the Banshees of Inisherin. Really? Um, oh, yeah. Jenny, I friggin' lost it. <laughs> like I went and saw it with my friend, and she looks over, and I'm like. <laughs> Like when Jenny died, I just uh, I I have a I have a soft spot in my heart for pets. I don't care if they're donkeys or dogs or whatever. But God, that got me so bad. I my friend asked me like out loud, she's like, "Are you okay?" And I'm like, "No." Like I was so upset. I also I, cried in Banshee. So I was, like, yeah, the I was movie just represents leave. my biggest fears in life, and so like I think I had some cures of catharsis. But yeah. yeah. Everyone I, in the I, beginning I saw was like laughing and like I couldn't understand what was happening. When Jenny like, died? No, no, like the entire oh, movie. Okay. Was that okay. point. And I was like, can I have some subtitles? Because I'm not getting. No. It's so Wait, funny. Okay, because I was like, I feel I, like doing too much. Is it that funny? I'm a little <laughs> lower on um, Banshees and everyone else. And when I watched it at home, on HBO Max with my husband, which by the way, HBO fucked up the color of that film when you watch oh, yeah. it. It is did. so bad. Yeah. Uh, I literally was like, "What are you?" Because my father-in-law was um, stayed here one night when our baby was asleep, and we went out, and that was the movie he pulled up. And I was like, "What are you watching?" Because it looks so bad. <laughs> I didn't even realize it was Banshees of Inisherin. But my husband and I later watched it together and I thought it was a lot funnier and it and like more heartfelt. And it was because we watch everything with subtitles. So I could clearly see. And I just want everyone to know my goddamn full name is Mackenzie Doyle, which means the lucky one in Irish. And Doyle is like Smith in Ireland. So I am like truly Irish, unfortunately. And um I know, like, I saw Phone Booth in theaters. Like, I, like, in Bruges, I saw it, like, nine times. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I just needed the subtitles, I guess. But still a little mixed on Banshees. But, but Jenny, I was mad at Brendan Gleeson post um, watching this movie, and it's because he killed Jenny. Brendan Gleeson, we hate you. We hate, I mean, he didn't get nominated. We clearly didn't get nominated because of your crimes. (laughs) Brendan Gleeson, yeah. I don't you know hate who you. did get nominated. Please encourage Jenny. your son to marry me. Jenny, no, yes, Jenny. You know why you got COVID? Is because you killed Jenny. That's called Alexa play Karma by Taylor okay. Swift. Okay, moving on. God. Um, films that made me laugh the most. Jacob, we won one here. We won. You won a couple, but me and you specifically have a shared win here. Ooh, if if only. It was podcasts that made me laugh the most. It might be this one right now. <laughs> um, but the nominees for films that made me laugh the most are Glass Onion, Weird, yes, Triangle of Sadness, Bodies, 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 
And get ready, Lux. The unbearable weight of massive talent. Woo! I still haven't seen it. I'm so sorry. Very, um, it's Mary Pedro. Pa- Today so is good. Pedro Pascal's day. Wait, we literally recognize The Last of Us because yeah. um, we have Bella Ramsey, and then we have this movie now honoring Pedro. This Iconic. that movie has the best LSD sequence in a film of all time. Nicole Wait. can confirm because <laughs> her and I went to see it like the night it <laughs> opened. I yeah. like almost fell out of my chair on that in that scene where they're trying to climb up that wall and i don't i have this weird thing where i don't laugh out loud in movie theaters because i get weirdly like self-conscious about it i was cackling i was i literally laughed to the point of tears watching that movie um now i just want to go rewatch that movie wait is it on anything is um i mean i'm on it it. i own it so (laughs) I watch it to fall asleep sometimes. It's fine. Wait, you need to find out if your hotel has like an Apple TV or something. If it, oh I'll bring my Roku. I'll bring my Apple TV. I'll bring <laughs> my <laughs> yeah, Julian, bring your board. Apple TV. We can literally. Do, I'll bring all my screeners like, and we can just watch them. We can Perfect. do like all the. Tw- we can do all the Twilights. We can do unbearable weight of massive talent. We can. I'll bring do- my TV. <laughs> Can you imagine getting in the elevator of your hotel with a giant? <laughs> Can you imagine getting in an Uber and bringing out your TV? I don't know why I'm picturing like. Remember when you were a kid and it'd be movie day in um class, oh and your teacher would bring in, that wheel cart? in the cart. Like I'm just picturing Jillian willing in a cart, but it has an Apple TV, on it. an Apple TV, and a ton of screeners. Like this is a special delivery for Nicole and Lex from Oscar Central. <laughs> in town for a very special event we we really got to make a list because we can't watch yeah. more than like six in one night and how much <laughs> like how we're planning that? just to watch <laughs> movies the entire time even though there's like an actual reasoning for you coming that's wait not watching no movies. it's we're coming to watch movies <laughs> we're coming to watch the twilight saga my friend okay? came for my birthday and i'm like we're not doing anything we're just gonna watch the entirety of the community series because you haven't seen anything <laughs> and we're not leaving this hotel room Wait, we gotta wait, Jillian. You know what we gotta do? We gotta bring them to the AMC at the Grove and the AMC at Century City and have them pick one. Wait, oh my god, I love the AMC at the Grove. I've never been to the one at Century City. You You can be like that guy on TikTok that rates all the LA AMCs, and I was very mad. (laughs) Wait, can we talk about? I commented on one of his TikToks because he was like, "This is my least favorite in Los Angeles," and I was like, "Cool, it's not in Los Angeles." Like he was like, (laughs) he was in Century City. Like I'm like, where are you? Like he wasn't like in like like Laguna Hills or something. Oh, like you're not oh. in Los Angeles. Like, sure. Um, I think <laughs> I pasted these in the wrong order. Should we go best director Wait, and then yeah. before picture? before yes, when it comes to comedy, because I have to shout it out, the veterinarian okay. joke from Bodies, Bodies, Bodies is oh, probably yeah. okay. one of the top Lo- three jokes of the entire The life. veterinarian joke is good, but you know what gets me even more is the, um, you're really brave for sharing that. I've never actually told anyone this before, but I actually struggle with body dysmorphia. That was another Y'all moment that I cackled. do not understand how often Lex says that. <laughs> Anytime okay. someone like brings up, like it's like the idea of like the tiny violin. I always say yeah. like, I've never shared this with anyone, but I actually struggle with body dysmorphia. Okay, but my thing about the vet line is, well, all of these lines are Rachel Sennett, so props mm-hmm. to her. Props She's the best part of that movie, easy. She was in my supporting actress list, and um, shame on every single person at Oscar Central for not listing her. Um, but 
But so the veterinarian line, it's so funny because one, how hot is Lee Pace in his six foot five glory? Like beautiful, beautiful man. Please okay. watch. Kenzie has a has a shirt to remind her. I yes, like, I should have worn it. I should have worn it. <laughs> um, but but I just the whole thing of like it being like Pete Davidson being like he was in Iraq or some shit, <laughs> and then like it comes back later, and then she's like, "What the fuck are you talking about? He's a veterinarian." It is just so fucking funny, That's and her, so good. Rachel Sennett's line delivery is just chef's kiss. Just just so good. Okay. So, um, and also Triangle Sadness. I am a little lower on it, po- like watching it at home than when I, I fell victim to um, film festival viewing. You know, like I saw it at Beyond Fest and just wild, wild crowd. Um, but uh, that movie, man, <laughs> you cannot laugh. Sense. You cannot. You can't not laugh. Like just absolutely insane and um my triangle of sadness shirt you should have you should have um i do just gotta say and i know jillian agrees the funniest part of the movie is woody harrelson and i feel really bad i'm blanking on the actor's name um locked in the captain's quarters reading like various (laughs) okay no wonder i forgot his name i am so sorry he plays dimitri Zlatko Burek. Um yeah. absolutely beautiful. Like he should be in the supporting actor conversation, even if you're <laughs> lower on the movie. He's so good in this movie. And he, if anyone's seen it and they're blanking on who it is, other than him reading Marxism and other I really um, wish they were up for ensemble because I feel like I do the- think they didn't more. I do think they didn't get in because of it would have only been three people and they were yeah. like, yeah. that's not an ensemble. It's such a good ensemble and like it really is. So much. I, that's what I hate about like, even though that one's not in the international category because they're speaking English, it's like you get such good actors that deliver such like I don't know. The way they deliver lines like same with Rachel and Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. It's like you can't imagine anyone else being able to pull that off and like everyone in Triangle of Sadness um that's like I think that's what made it such a good theatrical experience. I couldn't imagine like watching it alone at home. I feel like that. Yeah, was when like... I watched it at home was when I did not like it as much. I'd be like, okay, this is quirky. Yeah, but We're throwing like, up. We're arguing. And but my God, the, like just the Woody and Zlatko scene, just chef's kiss, chef's kiss. Um, <laughs> we're coming back to I pasted this wrong in order, so I'm going best director. And I just got to say, before I read the nominees, I want everyone to know this is the best, best director lineup that anyone will have Absolutely. for this season. We have Maria Schrader for She Said, Gina Prince-Blythewood for The Woman King, Sarah Polly for Women Talking, Charlotte Wells for After Sun, and Luca Guadagnino, our, our only man for Bones and All. <laughs> That's a great lineup. It's Between so our amazing. two director lineups, first of all, Charlotte Wells made it into both categories, which Iconic. is awesome. But also with like those 10 nomination spots, we had one man. <laughs> <laughs> we did it, Joe. We did but it. honestly, this is such a nice lineup of directors. And I also think it's really nice in that we nominated all directors that um, unfortunately may right. not get the Oscar nominations. 
So I'm glad that we were able to, you know, recognize them. And what Gina did in The Woman King is just outstanding and some of the best directing so of the year. And I really like the genres of films we recognized. I feel like yeah. women talking and she said are very different, even mm-hmm. though people keep comparing them because of their <laughs> titles and that's it. Um, but like they're very like subtle directorial jobs and I really appreciate them. And we all know I'm a Luca girly through and through, but <laughs> just like what he does with Bones and All is so beautiful. Like it's just really like engrossing and stunning and so emotional and so and so empathetic it's so empathetic and I just feel like I don't know he is so good and then Charlotte Wells I don't know what you did to me I will probably never forgive you um but outstanding work I I love this lineup so much I feel like it recognizes different kinds of directors in such a strong way and it just shows like the wealth of films we got this year and speaking of Nicole, um, we're actually going to do our best picture lineup second to last because we have one last special award after this that we wanted to save for the very end. But our best picture nominees are Women Talking, Elvis, She Said, After Sun, Decision to Leave, All Quiet on the Western Front, Tar, Babylon, Bones and All. And the woman king. Beautiful. What Beautiful. range? What range? Yeah. Truly. Range. Truly. I, I think we we have great range. We've got multiple um international films in there. We've got, you know, some bigger budget films, some lower budget films. Um, you know, we've got a debut film in there. I, I really think that we put together a really beautiful lineup. We didn't nominate four sequels. <laughs> no four sequels no four sure. sequels no sequels I actually um, yeah dying, we didn't nominate but... any <laughs> the Oscars that. are literally gonna have three and we have zero beautiful oh, we're so beautiful. behind on the times we're so behind <laughs> um but I think everyone is most excited for this last category um, it's... I'm on the I've been waiting for it this I'm on the time. edge I'm not joking I've been waiting for it this entire time okay that's so if you're new to our podcast and you've made it this far, I don't know how. Um, we are big <laughs> fans of Sammy Fableman. The man has had quite a grip on this podcast. Um, so we thought, what better way to honor him? Not by giving him an award, but by naming an award after his talent. So we wanted to honor films that we think Sammy Fableman could direct and I just want to say, this will be an award every year until someone tells me to stop. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we have we have some variety here. And it's because Sammy Fableman can do it all. He can do it he all. He has the range. So we have, in honor of his love, Bullet Train. <laughs> <laughs> we have All Quiet on the Western Front. Sammy Fableman um, loves a war film. Loves a war film. We have My Policeman. What? <laughs> because there's nothing more queer than that <laughs> beach day film Sammy Fableman made. Sammy, I did not know <laughs> Um, We have Babylon, the 
ugly stepsister of the Fablemans. And then the Fablemans thought they were. This is the (laughs) film that got the most votes in this category. The stunning masterpiece that is Ambulance. (laughs) The fact that this is what got the most like nominations (laughs) from people truly sent me. Like, I don't know why, but the woman was too stunned to speak. (laughs) I would like to say that I nominated Scream 2022, and I think I put a comment that was like, can't even come up with an original name. That's why. Yep. I enjoyed uh, that. I truly just think it was like the funniest category ever. I'm really pleased that uh, Babylon made it in because I feel like it's what he thinks he did. Is. I I also really appreciate the people who put in their answer why they think Sammy Fable could have made that film. Um, Jacob, I really appreciated yours, but that's like how my policeman got onto this list because obviously there was a big split and for once that had like a really good reasoning, they had to be picked. And and the fact that, you know, that volleyball bit with uh whatever that guy's name is. The oh, so one. he could have been the original Top Gun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think he was on to something <laughs> back in the 1960s. Yeah. Um Whoever put uh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers. That was me. <laughs> good. Good. That was good. Thank uh, you. Someone put Don't Worry Darling. Is that <laughs> anyone here? I can't even remember what I put in this category. I don't remember. Um, I remember I remember putting explanations. For I might have yeah. put. So did Jacob put everything everywhere? Because he yeah. put divorce. Yes. <laughs> I said divorce parents. That really got me. <laughs> I think I put don't I might have I don't remember if I did this in my head in the actual <laughs> nomination or right now in my head but I may have put don't worry darling and been like the red plane was just something he'd do that's you, there's no explanation but that's probably I think that could have been was it you who put Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Wait, because yes. I remember being like, <laughs> yes, yeah, because, because the treatment of like mothers and mental health. Feels no, because right. it says Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. And then in parentheses says treatment of women's mental health. <laughs> was that me? I mean, I don't know who it is. I think that might have been me. It's probably I, yeah. it was me. Yeah. Um, oh, I think that was wow. you. <laughs> I'm just... Like I just Wait, can't yes, get over. because I remember feeling like the energy that Wanda was giving was giving like <laughs> Wanda would do the fire like, dance. Mom, are you calling me? Like it's okay. <laughs> nobody put this, but I saw it listed under um film that made me laugh the most. Jackass Forever would be a great Sammy Fableman movie. No, I can't. I, I'm... I would love to see it. Um, no, I feel like he's not that crazy. Um, uh, did you I... see him? Do explosions? He was throwing I, them all out there. This you know what? He he's a real, he's a hack because he stole the whole um whole thing for from his mom stepping on a piece of paper. So I don't know if Sammy <laughs> Fableman is that original. This year I'm gonna not make last onion. Uh, he smiles brawn. Green six. I, I think that, that Sammy Fableman actually should have released the footage of his mom's affair as a film. I agree. And like found footage film. Oh. <laughs> like the Blair Witch Project, but it's just... But it's finding out that your mom's having an affair. 
I this year I'm gonna nominate him. Uh, even if I like the movie, which I'm sure I will. Um, I'm actually really excited for this movie, but I'm gonna nominate Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. This year, because I think the idea of Sammy Fableman directing Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret is the funniest thing I've ever thought. Remember of. how I had that on my like long list for the Oscars last year, because or like this upcoming year, because it was supposed to come out this year, and it will be next year. Um, it's coming. I okay. If you've made it this far, this is not a spoiler. Um, so for every time Top Gun Maverick is nominated at Oscar Central, I used a picture of Glenn Powell. I did not use a picture of anything else. Every graphic has a picture of Glenn Powell for Top Gun Maverick. I did not use any other photos. And if you're wondering, yes, I did have to get very, very creative with how I did this. Because I ran out of images of Glenn Powell and Top Gun Maverick. Even though he is in the movie all the time, there are not that many images of him. Which is a damn shame. Um, <laughs> But he is featured and he will be tagged, so I hope he says something. Kinsey, you would love this. Elvis dress one best hair and makeup. I just read that! And best production design. Oh my god. Um, So what do we think that means for best actor? Austin because obviously now the Jessica Chastain precedent is your makeup goes with your acting mm-hmm. performance further. Yeah. And then so, what are we saying? If, what are we saying if uh Austin Butler won Golden Globe and Critics Choice? Colin Farrell has COVID, so he can't win anymore. <laughs> you know they were like they had their group chat and they were like, holy fuck guys, we gotta reevaluate the tie, who's coming in person? They took their little flattened screwdriver and just popped the plaque off Collins and <laughs> wrote in magic marker Austin Butler. No, if they were spicy, they would do a tie between like either Austin and Brendan and Tom Cruise. Yeah. Like, they would do a tie with someone who hasn't been nominated elsewhere just to be spicy. I'm um, waiting to see what the tie is. I mean, they always there's, have there, there has to the be a good close tie. Lady Gaga tie. When oh my god no they're gonna do you remember that of how they like set up and i thought i don't know if we thought it was olivia coleman or someone else but i was like i thought it was her and then they go like glenn close and lady gaga and i was like why would they lead us on like that i maybe the tie is that they're gonna give a tie for best picture to fableman's everything everywhere all at once and banshees of minish and just to just to be safe Mm -hmm. (laughs) just to cover all the bases of someone having to sit through watching an award show. I just want to <laughs> yell at anyone who's putting sports on my timeline right now. Like, I truly could care less. I just want to uh, yell at everyone slandering. In, unless it's a uh, best score. <laughs> we all have something we want to yell about. Um, um, but, but does yeah. anybody have any, like, call-outs from our awards? Is there anything everybody loves, doesn't love? Like, I know that... Um, some people will be upset that the person who was in sixth place did not make it into lead actor. Mm-hmm. Um, who was in sixth place? That could be Brendan Fraser. Does not uh, actually, I think he's in seventh place. Uh, yeah, I actually think was Bill Nye in Bill Nye's place? in sixth place. Yeah, yeah, probably my only upset. Other than that, I think it's good because like the thing that's annoying i mean we're not a critics group but i think the thing that's annoying about critics groups and their awards is how they all like we're all boasting about how many films we watch every year and then it's like well why is it the same five and so i love that we really gave some 
variety of like what we actually what yeah. we actually watch and want to celebrate versus like how can I predict the Oscars mm-hmm. I do I really also... love the variety um mm-hmm. showcase and like Jillian said I do think it's all based off like what we're actually watching and like it's kind of just interesting how like reading the nominations I could guess who nominated what <laughs> um which is fun um personally if I have any gripes like it's fine I never I never expected this movie to become an awards darling um I would have loved to see Matilda represented a little bit because I think I nominated it in any possible place I could think to nominate it you did um I really tried I really tried um I I really think it was just that it came out so recently that not everyone has seen it I think it's just that everyone hates joy and fun but it's fine okay my my second biggest gripe other than the horror lineup which I don't have a gripe with the nominees of the horror lineup it's just like what the definition of horror film is um the shutout of Tilda Swinton's own dog in the Eternal Daughter I understand nobody saw the Eternal Daughter I saw it as my number one film of the year and I am pretty positive you'll see that Jillian loved it as well shortly um Louie is a major character in The Eternal Daughter and is played by Tilda Swinton's own dog. See, and this is why next year we'll have an FYC, like, opportunity. Because if I had known that, I would have gone for it. It's so funny. If I could have campaigned for anything, it would have been Speak No Evil in the horror film category. And then then Tilda Swinton's dog. Tilda Swinton's (laughs) dog. (laughs) Are we campaigning to each other? Yes. 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 So from here on out, uh, you know, in the Oscar Central group chat, we will be campaigning to it's each other. Just flooding also, with pictures of Tate Blanchett. Oh my god. Also, is, is that honestly, different? Is that different? Yeah, that's <laughs> just what it already is. Honestly, if any listeners want to campaign to us, like, For tweet winners. at the Oscar Central um, Twitter, and one of us will share it into the group chat to make sure the whole team sees it. So if you want to try and convince us to vote for something then do it but I just want to say I'm so proud of us too because I think that we all genuinely voted for like what we liked and didn't try to predict the Oscars with our awards and I really appreciate that so thank you everyone for playing along and also a huge thank you to the team for putting up with me being like what if we added in 65 more categories because they're more fun than the Oscars ones um and hopefully you enjoyed them yeah I, I had to give Sammy his moment I no, it's a category that will outlive Oscar Central, possibly. <laughs> like I feel like it's actually I... gonna get added to the Oscars. <laughs> exactly. They they're probably gonna steal it for a bit. <laughs> no? They they were gonna do best popular film, but instead This is better. Yeah. This is better. Um I just truly love that it's not just like Oscars movies, like you were saying. Like I love seeing bodies, bodies, bodies. Nope. Like, there are so many good ones here that I... The Northman, which should be an Oscars movie, but I guess we're not ready for that conversation. And Bones and All. Multiple categories, as it should be. Um, I do just want to say how funny it is that we became the, like, um, Colin Farrell, Mark Rylance. Um, there was someone else. Who else was nominated in the night? Um, category. There's somebody else who appeared in multiple places. LaShawna Lynch. Oh, yeah. 
like those we we're their fan we're their biggest fans they're in I'm very like, happy about all the show categories um I do just want to say I'm sad for uh um Channing Tatum um missing <laughs> out on the most range because he had three two movies dog I can't and then lost city <laughs> Dog missing out on best animal is a crime. <laughs> Does the dog have a name? Oh, it's Lulu. <laughs> I don't know if that's the name in the film, but I know the dog in real life because I worked on that campaign and had to hear about <laughs> this dog so many times. And world, that is why you did not get a Cyrano campaign because it all went to dog. Literally, that's, that's dog. why dog talking, couldn't get nominated. I was taken in these back to the first time we I ever met Jillian. She broke down this whole thing of this Channing Tatum movie versus Cyrano thing, and I thought I was gonna implode. And as she started talking of like, oh yeah, I knew the dog's name. I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> oh, I know that dog. I know that dog. Quite oh, well. I know that Actually, dog. The only dog in the world I don't like. Our our team's um love for Cyrano is the reason that. Uh, nothing associated with dog could get a nomination. We should have added <laughs> a category called 2021 movie in an award season eyes that actually had a theatrical release in 2022 that we thought deserved more awards recognition than it got. And the only option, it wouldn't have been like a Google form where you could type something. It would be a drop down menu and the only option would be Cyrano. Cyrano. And we had done. to select it to we move forward. Done. No, What's there would have been two funny? options. Cyrano and also Cyrano. What's funny is like five options. Cyrano, 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 Cyrano. And worst marketing campaign. Cyrano women talking babylon god i loved cyrano what's funny is next year you could do the same thing for chevalier yeah which had the same thing happen different studio though but the yeah. same i think he's isn't he also in cyrano yes, yes. They just, yeah but it's it's okay listen he I'm was in elvis run... too he played bb king in elvis i'm gonna run lucy Boyton's, uh, oscar campaign so um for her role as marie antoinette and chevalier so get ready world <laughs> um this is the second podcast today I've, I've somehow managed to talk about lucy boynton on so we're thriving um <laughs> but can she just like separate herself from her partner listen that's why i gotta get her an oscar um you know who could have been in the category with most range and he deserved despite everyone saying he doesn't tom hanks tom hanks <laughs> Oh my gosh. He was well, nominated, I, mean, I think, actually. I think it, I nominated it him. He is a lot of <laughs> yeah. range. It's a it's lot of range. The movie is doing so well. Like, what? Yeah. The movie is doing so well. Like they, took Otto? The, like, they changed the Babylon Theater that's by me to a man called Auto Theater. And I was like, wow. Tom Hanks is making moves. And he's been on, like, the campaign trail for it. Like doing so many Q&As and I've heard I've actually heard like really good stuff about it if you haven't seen the film that it's based on um I've mm. seen the film it's based on I think a man called all those fine it's a lot better than I anticipated I was really scared it was gonna be like terrible mm. and like, I still need to see it it's it's not bad but my god a movie that needs like more trigger warnings than you can imagine oh my <laughs> yeah yeah. I I like I've seen the original film that it's like adapted from and I knew but it's just like I don't know I feel like Americans are so grim about yeah. suicide compared to other countries and it's just like a lot darker than I don't know it's hmm. 
Yeah, they and they I, they they don't they don't shy away from it. Yeah, and I do <laughs> think that like it works in its favor that Tom Hanks is playing so against type. Like I actually think he's like it's well utilized. Um, but what a year for that man. What mm-hmm. a year. What a year. Um, but yeah. Glad I'm, he made it through COVID. Glad he made it through. <laughs> and we got it. to see Elvis. He survived. Um yeah, I I'm really pleased with our nominations and I'm really proud of our team and I can't wait to see what the winners are in two weeks. Right? Two weeks. Two weeks ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um post Oscar nominations. So we'll see if we survive. Our next episode will be <laughs> our final Oscar nomination predictions. And I'm sure it will be a spicy episode. But um, if no one has anything else to add about our nominations, we can sign off to go enjoy Critics' Choice that's happening as we're recording. Um, Lex, our hostess with the mostest, where can everyone (laughs) find you on the internet? Jacob, I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, this is your Um, job now. Rim Tim is the host now. Um, (laughs) They can find me on Twitter or Instagram. My Instagram was recently hacked, so not a lot is there. They took all my posts. Um, That's all they did, by the way. I checked my DMs, and I was texting everyone. I was like, did y'all get weird messages from me? And they were like, no. They also Um, left your, like... uh... My stories. Your stories. Yeah. Very bizarre. I, it was the weirdest thing. I was I went into Instagram and it was like, oh, you're you were logged out. I was like, weird. So I put my password in and it's not working. And it keeps not working. And I find out like I had to contact Instagram that my um account was compromised, is what they said. And all my posts were gone. We would know if Lex got hacked if she started posting positive things about the big woman. <laughs> <laughs> I get hacked and it's like, I hate Eddie Munson and I love Burt Fableman. <laughs> You're like, here's a oh, link. Link to all my here's a link to Burt Fableman fanfiction. I'm glad Eddie Munson died. Burt Fableman forever. Um, <laughs> that's when you know. That's when you know I've either been hacked or like you need to call nine one one. It's like a, a hostage situation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um anyway all that to say uh i am on twitter and instagram at, at alexis willie w-i-l-l-i underscore my new year's resolution is to come up with a new username now that i've been hacked maybe i should um i'm also worried like did this hacker does this hacker have my photos anyways we're not here to talk about the hacker we're here to talk about where i am on social media that's where i am on social media thank you i don't know how to follow that up <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Jacob, where can everyone find I, you? I can't follow that up. People can find me <laughs> online at tberry57. Iconic. Um, Jillian, where can everyone find you on the internet? Everyone can find me on Letterboxd at Jillian Chili. Um, and you can find me on Twitter where I'm having a moment at Jillian Chili. And then you can find me on TikTok where I'm taking a hiatus at Offscreen with Jillian. We need you to come back. Um, yeah. Nicole, where can everyone find you? Everyone can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, probably somewhere else. I don't know. Uh, Venmo, um, at Nicole Adams. I was trying to think of somewhere else where that's my username and that was what came to my mind. Um, taking donations now. Um Picking put the lives. name of who, who put the name of who you want me to vote for in your in your uh, <laughs> caption. 
Um, no, but at Nicole Athens 16. Amazing. Um, I'm on every social media at Kins Venunu and then Letterboxd and Venmo at Kins Doyle <laughs> because they don't let you change your usernames. Um, but I am trying to use Letterboxd again after like a year hiatus. Um, hello, baby. Uh, so please follow me there. Um, and our all of our nominees will be posted on our Twitter and Instagram and our website shortly. And you can follow us at Oscars underscore central on all social media. Find us at www.oscarcentral.com. And I don't remember Jacob's sign off. And until next time, that's the show. Yes, that's the show.